and good morning. Thanks for dialing us up on the AM, the FM, and everywhere else. You can always listen to us at WKBKRadio.com. Uh, New Hampshire primary, one of the last states to hold their primaries uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks, September 13th to be exact. We've been bringing you a lot of the candidates that you'll find on the ballot, some running for U.S. Senate or congressional seats with our focus on the 2nd Congressional District. Uh, another uh, open uh, spot is the District 10 Senate seat. Jay Kahn has been serving as a senator for many of the towns here in Cheshire County. He's decided not to run for re-election. We have uh, two Democrats and two Republicans that will be on the ballot. One of those Republicans joins us on the program uh, right now. Uh, he's been a guest many times in the past as well. Ian Freeman is with us, and uh, he's here to tell us why he wants to represent the 10th District over at the State House in Concord. Ian, always good to have you on the program. We appreciate the time this morning. Dan, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, we all know uh, your background as being a libertarian uh, and uh, part of uh, Free Keen. Why run as a Republican as opposed to running as a Democrat or running actually as a libertarian in the state? Well, well I have run as both a Republican and Democrat in the past, and uh, that's because it's way easier for people to run under the main two parties because the two parties have basically done this to themselves. Uh, they've set the rules to where it's very, very difficult uh, for third parties, whether it be the Libertarians or the Green Party or whatever, uh, to get onto the ballot. So instead of um, co- collecting, in my case, it would be, I think, 700 valid signatures to run for state senate, all i got to do is pay 10 bucks. Uh, and it's, it's a lot easier to, to, to you know, pay, pay 10 bucks than to spend God knows how many hours uh, collecting signatures. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, if they don't want people running uh, who are libertarians under the main two parties, and I've heard a lot of Democrats complaining recently. There was a big protest, I don't know, a month and a half ago in Central Square where they were complaining uh, about how libertarians, a lot of them, run as Republicans in New Hampshire. It's like, well, y'all created that situation by making it near to impossible for third parties to run. There has been uh, a change, though, noticeable uh, over in Concord with many liberty-minded people, libertarians, have been elected, and most, if not all of them, have been elected as Republicans. So I guess that answers the question, why run as a, a Republican as opposed to a Democrat? Because when they ran as Democrats, they didn't have any success. But now they have as Republicans, and I've asked other people too, some of the other candidates, I think I asked Bruce Fenton about this too, with so many more being elected uh, to positions at the State House, why not start to make those changes to change the way we vote in the three-party system so that it would be easier for libertarians to run? How come they haven't made that change yet? Uh, and, have an you, and, have you, and have you talked to them about it? Some yeah, that's an excellent question. I have not uh, spoken with them about that particular issue. I suspect it's just one of those things where, you know, they've already got in, they feel like they've done that part fine, and now they want to focus on whatever issues they feel is uh, is the most important. But I agree with you. I think that change absolutely should be made. And you may re- remember that it was in the 1990s. Libertarians actually did get elected in New Hampshire before the Republicans and Democrats voted to raise the ballot requirements from 2% to 4% in a statewide race. So in order for the Libertarians to be considered a major party, they have to get 4% in a uh, state Senate, or sorry, not state Senate, uh, in a uh, whatever's a statewide race. So governor or U.S. Senate, I think, qualifies for that. And they did it in 2016 when it seemed like everybody was upset with uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump as their choices, and they, so they voted, more people voted Libertarian, I think, as sort of a protest vote. Uh, so we did do it then, and then lost it again in 2018. So we're back in the, the minor party range. Why do you think the candidates have been successful on the Republican side as opposed to the Democrat 
side in these elections. And, and most of the ones we're talking about, by the way, the state house uh, races. But why do you think they've had that success? And how much did Donald Trump have to do with that, do you think? And how much uh, did uh, COVID and mask wearing and uh, mandatory vaccines, how much did that have to do with the success that these well, candidates have had? I don't think Donald Trump had anything to do with it because uh, the free staters have been getting elected here for many, many years before uh, Donald Trump. I mean, certainly the numbers have been increasing over time slowly. Uh, but it, but it, it's been successful for a long time. And I do, it's worth mentioning, I can think of at least three, uh, movers here for the Free State Project who were elected as Democrats. I think only one of them is left, uh, at this point, but it, ha- it has happened. Uh, so that's, that's a, a potential option, but the Democrats keep a, a tighter clamp down on who gets to run for office and who doesn't. It's a much more centrally controlled party as I understand it, than, uh, than the Republicans are. And I think it, it really, to go back to the original question, it, it breaks down to Republicans in New Hampshire tend to be more libertarian than Republicans elsewhere. New Hampshire is a, a, a real special place. Uh, Democrats own guns in New Hampshire, a lot of them do. Uh, Republicans here tend to be more libertarian than you know people elsewhere. So you can't just come into New Hampshire and think that everything's the same as it might be in Texas or uh, you know some other state. It's not. People here are very independent-minded. Why do you think whether they're on the Democratic ballot or Republican ballot here in Cheshire County specifically, libertarians haven't fared as well compared to, say, Belknap County, where they're mm-hmm. fairly prolific. Why? What's what's holding them back in this part of the state? I, I have never done a breakdown on that. I know that uh, Matt Santanastasso, who is a, a free stater down in Ringe, uh, won his election. He's a new, uh, as of the last two years, a new state rep. So, uh, but yeah, I, the thing is, Dan, I don't know who they all are. I mean, there's thousands of Free State Project people that have moved here. And of course, there's plenty of people in New Hampshire that love the ideas of freedom. And so, you know, they're all very, very similar sounding. Uh, so it's hard to really know who a Free Stater is and who isn't. There's a, a leftist group called Granite State Progress that actually seems to spend a lot of time and money trying to suss out that information. And I got to say, I really appreciate it because they do good, good research to try to figure out who they all are. It's like basically they put out a voter's guide uh, for those of us that uh, that love freedom. I mean, there's thousands of people that have moved here. I probably only know a couple hundred of them. Yeah, but how, as far as the impact that's going to have on the races and, and looking at what's happening right here in, in 2022, we'll see the primary, then a, the general election in November because of groups like that and because of uh, a lot of stories that have not just here in New Hampshire, Ian, as you know, but nationally. Uh, this American Life did a story about Croydon, uh, you know, and, and now uh, with a lot of focus on gun stock and what was going on with that recreation area that people are making it a point to, I think was the term you just used, flush out whether a person is a Republican or they're a libertarian just running because they can get elected as a Republican. Don't you think that this is going to hurt their chances of making it to a primary or making it through the general election with a lot of focus being on these are those people that did this in those towns. Well, I think Neg- negative publicity. Well, you know, I think all publicity to some extent is good publicity as long as, you know, they spell your name right. And I think there's a lot of people in New Hampshire that are the sort of the granite stater, the live for your die mindset, the leave me alone mindset. That to me has always been the New Hampshire mentality. And yeah, sure, there's people here who love big government, but a lot of those people actually were not born uh, in New Hampshire. They're people who are transplants here from other places. And it was particularly ironic 
uh, to hear the Democrats at their rally, their anti-free state rally a few several weeks ago, complaining about people moving in here when the people I spoke with at that rally, they themselves had also moved here. So there's a lot of hypocrisy going around. Uh, Ian uh, Freeman is our guest. He's a candidate in the District 10 state Senate race. Coming up, you'll find his name on uh, the Republican side of the ballot. You mentioned there's no such thing as bad publicity as long as they spell your name right. Uh, it's no secret that your name has been, <laughs> been spelled a lot lately uh, in the media because of uh, the 25 federal felony charges uh, related to you in cryptocurrency. Um, it's not every day that you have a person under indictment like that that says, yeah, I'm still run for public office. How is that affecting your campaign and how might that affect your work if you are elected to be a state senator? Well, that's an interesting question because the trial is set for, as of right now, uh, November 1st, which would be prior to the election. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's hard to know how long that's going to take or what the, the verdict will be. I personally think their case is pretty weak. Uh, I think there, it's, a, it's very well possible, especially given the fact that the FBI has lost some pretty high-profile cases over uh, recent years. I'm thinking about the Michigan uh, governor trial where juries found two people completely innocent of charges and the situation out uh, out west with the Bundy Ranch where everybody who went to trial in that case was found completely innocent. Uh, in our case, we uh, we didn't hurt anybody. These are completely victimless uh, so-called crimes that uh, that we've been charged with, and it's pretty clearly uh, political targeting for uh, for you know to affect our freedom of speech and go after us because we host a fairly popular libertarian talk show. Uh, and so I think uh, hopefully the jury will see that pretty clearly in, in that case. So regarding uh, holding political office, I don't think it, it you know it has any any factor at all. Obviously, if you get convicted of a felony, though, you cannot run. Uh, for political office in, in New Hampshire until you've served your sentence out. Yeah, and it's not likely that the trial will be over in a week. It's one week or a week and a day before the November election. So if you make it through the primary and your name on the ballot, there's a good chance, right, that the, the trial won't be over by then. But again, you wouldn't be sworn in until after the first of the year. So, I mean, it, it is all about uh, timing. Let's talk about secession and okay. another another issue that's you know people are talking about and there are candidates that are obviously pushing it very strongly and not afraid to do so again uh, looking at Bruce Fenton when he was on the program uh last week uh but in the discussions that I have when Dave Ridley calls in now and then obviously he's uh, a proponent of secession uh but for a lot of people you know they hear this and they hear a, a candidate whether it's like you a state senate candidate or, or a state rep saying that they they would vote for this they would support to have and again, they don't, you don't vote just on secession. It's voting on whether or not the question comes up as a constitutional amendment. So we should make that clear too. Yeah. You, the, 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 the legislature and the governor doesn't have the power to do this, uh, without the say so of the electorate. But and the they whole, shouldn't. And, and, and the whole idea though of secession and the reality of that and just, I mean, doesn't, well, you, you're a proponent, but you would think that it would hurt your cause trying to become a state senator from District 10 in particular in New Hampshire? Well, I don't do uh, political runs because I really care that much about whether or not I get elected. To me, it's all about a message yeah. and getting the ideas of freedom out there so people can consider them, especially in this case. You mentioned uh, secession or perhaps peaceful independence would be a, a nicer way to put that. But to uh, to get that concept out there so people can consider it and so people can consider it maybe for a second time and uh, and think about it seriously because it is an idea that time has come again. New Hampshire did this successfully 
uh, in the past when it came to the King of England. And the King of England at that time was nowhere near as uh, tyrannical. The taxes were nowhere near as oppressive than, uh, than they are you know, today and for the last several decades in, uh, in the United States. So this is definitely something people need to seriously consider. And, and I don't know if you reported at all on the Survey USA poll that the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence put out a few weeks ago. Did you hear about that? Yeah, oh yeah, I did. Matter of fact, I brought it up to Dave Ridley when he called into the program. Oh, good. So good. yeah, yeah, we, we did uh, talk about that. I thought it was particularly interesting. There were so many different, you know, 27 different questions, but the fact that right now, about one out of three, so 29% of people in New Hampshire support the idea that uh, they would prefer New Hampshire to govern itself as an independent country, that to me was pretty encouraging. Um, you know, it's not it's not two thirds, which is what we would need to pass a ballot measure, but it's almost halfway to two thirds. So to be almost halfway to the goal at this point, uh, this early on, I think is very encouraging. And you still had about fourteen percent that weren't sure. But there was a really interesting question that kind of reversed uh, the the viewpoint on this. And that question was, if New Hampshire were not already part of the United States. It would be beneficial for the state to join and be governed by D.C. How many people agreed that if we weren't, if we were currently an independent country and people were saying, you know, we ought to join the United States, how many people would actually agree with that right now in New Hampshire? And it was only 39% uh, that said yes. So when you look through this study, it's pretty clear that there's a lot of upset, a lot of frustration with Washington, D.C. and the controls that they put on our lives. But most people aren't willing to say goodbye at this point. But that said, most people are also not willing to say they would join the United States. And I think that's very telling. It suggests to me that people are actually afraid. Uh, they're afraid to, to, to leave this union because they know what happened in the 1800s, right? They, that's one of the big objections that comes up is, oh, well, this was already settled. So, you know, we can't ever leave. And uh, so I think there's a lot of fear out there surrounding this. But there was a lot of encouragement in this study, and that was that uh, they, asked, they did this survey in eight states, and New Hampshire was one of them, mostly southern states, plus Hawaii and, and New Hampshire were asked these uh, similar questions. And when they asked the people of the other states what, what they would do, what they would support being done to any state that declared peaceful independence, because, again, we are talking about peaceful independence here, uh, that it was an average of only 6% of the respondents that said they would support military invasion. So if the, if the government actually came in with troops or something like that to a seceding state, whether it be New Hampshire, California, or Texas, or wherever, people would not stand for violence being used against them. So I think that this is definitely an interesting conversation, and people really need to, to start you know, considering it seriously. Ian Freeman is with us, candidate, uh, the uh, 10th District State Senate uh, seat. A uh, couple minutes left, Ian. Let's hit on some of the big issues, uh, and a lot of these having to do with freedom and your position relative to what New Hampshire's position should be relative to a woman's right to choose uh, her own reproductive freedom. Sure. Well, uh, this is a tough one for libertarians. They, they tend to not agree on when life begins. And I, I think that's something that you're never going to get people to agree on. It's just, it doesn't matter what, uh, you know, science, quote unquote, might say, because there's going to be different opinions there, different studies. Uh, and there's certainly never going to be an agreement amongst uh, people in, with different religious belief systems. So putting that uh, point about it aside, the thing that libertarians tend to agree on is that government shouldn't be involved. 
uh, with any side of this. So if there is going to be a, a state, if there's going to be a government, then it should not be funding abortions, meaning that it shouldn't be funding uh, any groups that are performing abortions. It shouldn't be paying for people's abortions. And at the same time, on the other side of the coin, government should not be prohibiting abortions because we all know what prohibition does. And it ruins, uh, it makes things worse typically, right? So if you prohibit drugs, you get more dangerous drugs, you get more people dying from uh, the use of those drugs. So the same thing will be true if we prohibit abortions. You'll get people doing back alley and right. dangerous abortions, and it will be an absolute tragedy. And we certainly don't need, uh, you know, we don't need the abortion task force going in and raiding people's houses, arresting doctors, and putting women in prison cells. So let's just keep the government out of it, and I think that would be the best answer. What about when it comes to guns trying to allow people to protect themselves and their families, but also we see these mass shootings and disagreement on red flag laws and whether or not we should have AR-15s, which we all know are are designed to be used uh, as weapons of war uh, when it comes to guns, government involvement, and also people's personal freedoms, but also trying to protect one another's safety. Uh, well, I mean, per personal freedom is, and as far as guns and weapons are concerned, uh, it's pretty clear that we should have the right to, uh, to bear arms, and New Hampshire gets that. Uh, New Hampshire has that fairly effectively here, and surprise, no school shootings in New Hampshire uh, of any significant sort. Um, and I think more guns is definitely not a bad thing as long as people are willing to, uh, you know, to know how to use them. And I think it's, there's, there's responsible gun ownership that's important, but you don't need to legislate that. And New Hampshire has not uh, seen it necessary to do anything extreme when it comes to, uh, or even moderate when it comes to gun regulations. You mentioned AR-15s. New Hampshire's the number one state, I, I believe, per capita for machine gun ownership. Now, of course, AR-15s are generally sold as, uh, semi-automatic, but uh, but for actual machine gun ownership, we've got more of those per capita than any other state. So New Hampshire is very responsible uh, with guns, and we should continue to have gun freedom here. In fact, secession would actually make New Hampshire even more free, because right now all the restrictions holding us back as far as firearm freedom are federal. Uh, before I let you go, if uh, somebody wants more information about your campaign, your candidacy, anything else you've talked about, best ways to get that information, Ian? Uh, you can go to ianfreeman.nhliberty.info, and there's just a kind of a basic info page there, contact information, that sort of thing. And also recommend nhexit.us if you want to look at that study that I was talking about earlier. Very good. Uh, glad that you could join us on the program. We appreciate it. Uh, best of luck coming up on the uh, the 13th. Uh, four names on the ballot for the state Senate seat, D uh, District uh, 10. Uh, and by the way, the other Republican, uh, Sly Karazinski, is going to be a guest at this time tomorrow, too. So he'll have uh, his chance to introduce himself to the listeners as well. Ian, we appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on WKBK. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. It's uh, 29 past the hour.